Greetings, fellow Federationists. Today is Wednesday, February 1st, 2023, and this is Presidential Release 524, coming to you live from our studio in Baltimore. It's been a long time since we've recorded a presidential release from the studio, but because of our Washington seminar, that's where we are, and the year is certainly in full swing. We've had many activities going on already. It's hard to believe that January is gone. We had an opportunity, thanks to our leaders in Colorado, to celebrate the life and legacy of Scott Labar in January at an event. And I hope you got to tune in to hear the many tremendous stories about the impact that Scott had on so many people and especially on our movement. We are now in the middle of the Washington Seminar. I just came back from D.C. this morning. number of Federation is still on the Hill promoting our three legislative issues and building those relationships with the new 118th Congress. And before we get too far into this release, let me say happy Black History Month, especially to our National Association of Black Leaders. I know are putting on a number of activities this month. Really appreciate the work being done there to raise up the intersectionality between blindness and being black in America today teaching some of the history and uh, also talking about some of the disparities that happen in treatment of blind people in various programs because of the color of their skin. So thank you to our black leaders as we celebrate Black History Month. Now, for this presidential release, I thought I'd share a piece of our Great Gathering Inn meeting. It was a huge crowd at our Great Gathering Inn. We have a great in-person turnout for our Washington seminar, first time in three years. Really excited to see so many people and to feel the energy of being back on Capitol Hill with our affiliate leaders, national board members, and really a ton of first-timers to our program this year. Also was pleased to welcome the Teachers of Tomorrow to work with our affiliates up on the Hill to advocate for our issues and to bring their unique perspective as teachers coming into the field of working with blind people. So to kick off this release, I want to share with you the beginning of our Great Gathering in meeting, which was to talk about the significance of our Washington seminar. In November 1940, the National Federation of the Blind was founded to provide the blind with a vehicle for collective action on a nationwide basis. In his call to action for the new organization, Jacobus Tenbrook, the first president of the National Federation of the Blind and an emerging thought leader on the United States Constitution, declared, individually, we are scattered, ineffective, and inarticulate, subject alike to the oppression of the social worker and the arrogance of the government administrator. Collectively, collectively, we are the masters of our own future and the successful guardians of our own common interests. Since that time, 
We have continually worked to have the voice of the nation's blind respected and our desire for full participation understood in the halls of power in Washington, D.C. In the fall of 1973, we held the first of our annual large-scale March on Washington events, and we have come back every year. Everyday blind people bringing their daily lived experience, their future aspirations, and their commitment to participating fully in strengthening the country we are proud to share. A nation where blindness is not the characteristic that defines us or our future. A nation where we are not held back by the low expectations and artificial barriers that today stand in our way. Year after year, we have carried our own agenda to Washington, and we have positively changed America. We have showed up in the most difficult of circumstances, knowing that our equal protection under the law and our equality of opportunity are too important to wait for an uncertain future. Action is required today. In 2021, the occupants of the halls of power were not gathered in Washington. Social distancing protocols and advice from the so-called experts told us to wait until another time. But we have been told to wait before. Told to wait for someone else to do it for us. Told to wait until things work for others then they will make them accessible to us. Told that we should be grateful for what little we have, rather than dream of a bigger tomorrow. Since 1940, we have refused to wait, choosing instead to find ways to make our voice heard. In response to the suggestion that we wait, we innovated a large-scale Zoom on Washington. <laughs> Hundreds of meetings skillfully coordinated, hosted, and followed through by the blind of America. While we did not gather in person in 2021 or 2022, our voice was heard by the lawmakers of our nation. And now, 
Our nation welcomes the new 118th Congress to Washington. And a familiar voice rises again to say, we're back. <laughs> The organized blind are united, back together in person, and equipped to continue building our future and protecting our common interests. We arrive in Washington standing on a foundation of achievements built by those who came before us. Since we were last in person, at this gathering, we have lost some of the most significant blind leaders of the past 50 years. We stand here tonight because they showed up time after time after time and would not wait. With deepest gratitude, we hold the bond of faith they shared with us and continue our march. Their spirit calls us forward. Their love fills us with determination. Their legacy is our action this week. We come to build a future where websites and mobile applications are built for all of us to fully participate in education, public information, and commerce. We come to guard against being denied the opportunity to manage our own care and that of our loved ones because medical devices that are incorrectly built to require vision to be effectively used. We come to dismantle the outdated rules of the Social Security Disability Insurance Program, which place blind people at risk of economic hardship as we seek advancement in our careers. These are only three of our most pressing priorities. There are more we intend to build. Furthermore, while we are focused on educating the United States Congress this week, we intend to use all of the tools of advancement available to us. We have organized in every state, in Puerto Rico, and in the District of Columbia, to have a nationwide network of blind people creating opportunities for ourselves. We will be in the local city halls and state legislatures to eliminate the barriers and educate the public about our capacities. We will be in every community demonstrating the techniques that we use to successfully live the lives we want as blind people. We will be bringing educational efforts 
to blind youth in partnership with our teachers of tomorrow so that the next generation of blind innovators can share that bond with us and reach even higher than we have ever imagined. We will assist blind job seekers when they encounter inaccessible job application processes and discriminatory and arbitrary criteria that declare vision is a requirement for success. We will raise the quality of life enjoyed by blind seniors by teaching them that their changing vision does not change the fullness of their participation in the world. And to secure all of this, we will advance the right of blind people to have an accessible, private, and independently fillable ballot in elections. Whether we choose to vote in person or in our homes, let this be heard by any elected official who stands between blind people and our dreams. A vote against our future opportunities secures our vote for other leaders who believe in the blind of America. Our work this week is concentrated in Washington, D.C., but our building happens in every community across this nation every week of the year. While it feels like so many people in our society are divided, the blind are unified in our agenda and committed to the future we want for ourselves. We come back to our in-person Washington seminar knowing more than ever before that we are stronger together. This is our march for opportunity. This is our dedication to smashing the artificial barriers. This is our salute to the blind who have made it possible for us to be where we are today. This is our bond of hope for a future full of opportunities. This is the significance of the Washington Seminar. If you didn't get to tune in to the full great gathering in, you can capture the other moments from that event on our YouTube channel, The Nation's Blind. But we did talk about the core issues, and you can study the fact sheets at our Washington Seminar page, nfb.org slash Washington dash seminar, because, of course, the Washington Seminar is only the kickoff to our work with the 118th Congress. We have two years to move our legislation, so I would encourage you to study those things. 
One thing we did talk about at the Great Gathering in meeting was the Museum of the Blind People's Movement and our progress to establish a museum. We announced that we have over $2 million in pledges to our campaign to establish the museum. And we thanked the National Federation of the Blind of Nevada as being the first affiliate to support our effort with a $50,000 pledge. And more importantly, the NFB of Nevada challenged other affiliates to match their commitment. And the NFB of Utah, NFB of Maryland, and NFB of Minnesota all pledged $50,000 to the Museum of the Blind People's Movement prior to the gathering in. And in the course of the gathering, in, we received a note from the NFB of Illinois challenging affiliates to continue to step up with their pledge of $50,000 to the campaign. So we are well underway, but we have a lot more work to do to establish a cultural institution centered on the experience of blind people. We'll be talking more about it this year and certainly at our national convention. So be thinking about how you can help and what you can do to help us make connections to those that might want to fund the museum effort. And also, please continue to preserve the records of the affiliate and of blind people and our achievements in your local communities. We often talk about the Dream Maker Circle. This is our effort to make end-of-life gifts to the National Federation of the Blind. There's many ways you can do that. Having a will is one, but there are many others. Patty Chang manages this program for us, and I want to take this opportunity to thank Robert and Joy Steigel of Woodland Hills, California, to being the newest members of our Dream Maker Circle. I saw Robert in Washington doing his advocacy work, and we really appreciate the work on the Hill, but also the commitment of Robert and Joy to leave a gift to the Federation. So thank you for that. And if you want to know more about getting on the Dreammaker Circle, please reach out to Patty Chang at pchang at nfb.org or reach her at extension 2422. Now, I do have a number of Federation family notes to share with you here on this release. From the NFB of Georgia, we've received the news that Raymond Francis Freeman passed away at age 54 on January 5, 2023. We ask that you keep his wife, Katie, and the Freeman family in your thoughts and prayers, as well as his friends in the Gwyneth chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of Georgia. From Iowa, we've lost a couple of members in the last month. I regret to share with you the passing of Nyla Wisecup, who passed away at age 95, I'm told one of the oldest members of the NFB of Iowa, she passed away on January 8, 2023. She had been a longtime member, serving most recently as a member of the Des Moines chapter. She had been part of the affiliate since Dr. Jernigan was there, and she was known and loved by many. 
I also regret to share with you the passing of Joe Van Lent, who passed away on Wednesday evening, January 25th. Joe was a longtime Federation leader. He worked in the Randolph Shepard Business Enterprise Program. He also served the Federation as a member of the Iowa Commission for the Blind Board. He was known by many in the Federation, and he will be missed. So please keep him in your thoughts and prayers. And finally, I regret to share with you the passing of an individual that I think marks uh, an important transition point for the Federation. On Friday, January 20th, 2023, the NFB of South Carolina lost Marshall Tucker at age 99. Marshall was an active member and a huge supporter of the Federation since the inception of our affiliate there, which was 1944. I believe that Marshall was the only Federation member remaining who was participating in the organized blind movement in the 1940s. He joined the Federation affiliate at the time in 1944. He was there when the organization was established. From 1944 to 1975, the National Federation of the Blind of South Carolina was known as the Aurora Club of the Blind of South Carolina. And Marshall was there for the organizing meeting, which legend has it happened under an apple tree in South Carolina. Marshall was not only one of the founding members there, but served in many leadership capacities in the affiliate, including serving as the affiliate president during the 1960s. He married his wife, Lois, in 1972, and she also served as the affiliate president for a time. So in 2022, the Tuckers celebrated their 50th winning anniversary. And in 2022, we were also honored to capture the oral history of both Marshall and Lois Tucker for our archives here at the Jernigan Institute. You may also know that Marshall Tucker's claim to fame maybe in the rest of the world outside of the organized blind movement is that his name was used as the inspiration for the Marshall Tucker Band. So kind of an interesting little fact and backstory. The band actually didn't know that the name belonged to a real person until many years after they decided on their name. So interesting story. So a big loss for our South Carolina affiliate, and I urge you to keep Marshall's friends and family and certainly Lois in your thoughts and prayers, but also recognize an important milestone for the Federation as he was, I believe, the last member of ours from the 1940s. I do have one joyous piece of news to share with you on this presidential release. You may remember that Dylan Hetler Gaudet was a member of our staff in the governmental affairs area for a short time. And Dylan and his wife, Addie McIntyre, welcomed their first child on December 17th, 2022. Desmond Earl Hetler 
Weighed in at seven pounds two ounces and measured seventeen point five inches long. I'm told that Dad reported the length as forty-four centimeters, but someone else did the conversion. I think one of the fancy talking devices that we have. Dad and Mom and the new baby are all doing great, and Dylan reports that you should have no doubt you will meet Desmond soon enough, as he will be a dues-paying member in 2023 of the National Federation of the Blind. So I'd like to officially welcome Desmond as the newest member of the National Federation of the Blind. So this is a relatively unusual and short release compared to what we've done recently, but there are a lot of important activities going on as we have kicked off our work on our legislative agenda, and it's only five months—hard to believe—five months until we will be starting our 2023 national convention in Houston, Texas. I want to encourage all of you to follow up on our Washington seminar by engaging with members of Congress from the local district. You know, this is just step one on our two-year sprint to get our legislative agenda passed. And I want to thank each and every one of you for the role that you played in a great, great kickoff to our. Washington seminar, first one in three years. We do have many important things in front of us, and I am so pleased that so many chapters are getting back in person, remembering how to meet back in person, and innovating new things to do to build our organization. Now, often Pam is here to tell us when the next presidential release is, but she's not. So I'm going to tell you that the next presidential release live will happen on Wednesday, March 1st, 2023, and it of course will happen at 8 p.m. Eastern time. You can tune in on Zoom by asking your Amazon device to open Nations Blind or by finding the Nations Blind channel on YouTube. That's what I have for the month of February. Look forward to hearing the great results from our work on the Hill this week and celebrating many achievements as we move into the rest of the year and some new activities as more chapters get involved in meeting in person. For now, we'll sign off with "Let's Go Build the National Federation of the Blind." But we won't forget the customary endings. I'm Oriana Riccobono, and I have two jokes for you. Why did the bird get in trouble at school? I don't know why. For tweeting on the test. Oh dear. And what's the smartest insect? The smartest insect? I don't know. A spelling bee. Oh. Hello. Hi, Elizabeth. Do you have a joke for me? Yeah, it's about my old obsession with light bulbs. Oh, excellent. What's the joke? Why is a light bulb an inventor? I don't know why. Because it has bright ideas. The preceding message was brought to you by Mark Riccobono, President, National Federation of the Blind, Office of the President at nfb.org, four one zero six five nine nine three one four, www.nfb.org. Let's go build the National Federation of the Blind.